0: Comics. TV. Movies. Video games. And more. The Comic and Culture Cast.
1: Holy Harley Quinn has some new friends, Batman. It's time for the Comic and Culture Cast. This is Les, your Marvelous Marvel guy.
2: And I'm your Lore master, Brad.
1: Alright, so this episode we're going to be talking about Harley Quinn's and the Birds of Prey. This is the latest DCEU film, and we are going to be covering it for you guys. Before we get into any of that, we're going to have Newsflash. So, do you want to set the timer? Yes, I can. Okay. So, while he's setting that up, I'm going to explain to you what Newsflash is. Uh, Basically, we have 15 minutes to get through all the news that has happened since last episode. There's quite a bit, so I don't know. We might use it all up. We'll see. Um, any news that we don't get to will be on next episode um, or on the Facebook page, and we'll get to the Facebook page and all social medias uh, and at the end.
2: is ready. All right. And go. All
1: right, so we're going to start with the Super Bowl because that was a couple weeks ago. So we had some uh, TV spots for some movies and shows and all that stuff. So just kind of going in order. We had The Invisible Man. Uh, Top Gun Maverick Mulan and the final full final trailer released for that online. Uh, Fast and Furious 9 released a trailer. Uh, Black and Widow and there was also some new posters for Black Widow if you want to check that out. Uh, no Time to Die. Uh, Minions The Rise of Gru. Uh, Minions released its full trailer a couple days later. Uh, Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four had like some like ad, but it wasn't like, you know, a trailer trailer. And then what I thought was the coolest thing, because we were not expect at least I wasn't expecting this. Uh we had a Disney Plus spot for uh, the Falcon Winter Soldier WandaVision, Vision, and Loki, which was really cool. So make sure to check out all of those uh if you have not already.
2: Yeah, for sure. Those are pretty cool. And uh the Kansas City Chiefs are the Super Bowl winners of this year, by the way, also yeah. we'll say that. Um, so for Netflix news, uh, the show Lock and Key is now available on Netflix. It came out February 7th. It's a TV series based on a horror comic written by Joe Hill. Um, this kind of recently came out in the public, but I've known it for a while because I read the comic way back when. Uh, Joe Hill is the son of critically acclaimed um, and award-winning authors Stephen King and Tabitha King. So not a lot of people knew that. I guess he didn't want people to know that, but I mean, the second you become a known author, people find out who you are. Um, (laughs) And uh, Stranger Things Season 4 was teased recently, and that's been released. If you want to go see some new things that are coming up in the season before the trailer comes out, go check that out.
1: Yeah. Alright, so uh, we'll talk about the Oscars next. Um, just kind of some highlights. A story, Toy Story 4 won Best Animated Feature. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor for his portrayal in Joker. And Parasite won Best Picture, which is the first uh, non-English film to win Best Picture, which is really cool. Um, those are all the um, awards that I had listed here. Bradley, do you remember any other like big highlights? Um,
2: uh, 1917 won for Best Cinematography. Uh, it oh, also yes. won for Best Special Effects, which I know there's been a huge debate, especially with comic book fans, um, on how 1917 beat Endgame. Um, but we're not here to debate that. But yeah, 1917 won quite a yeah. few things. Uh, I think it won score, um, sound, effects, cinematography. It won, like, all of the stuff that has to do with the fact that it's all just a really good shot movie.
1: Yeah.
2: <clears throat> that was the one that stood cool. out to me. Uh, Netflix didn't yeah. win anything. That was another thing, is uh, none of the Netflix nominees won anything. Obviously, Toy Story 4 beat uh, Klaus. Um, The Irishman did not win any of its uh, awards. Supporting Actor, Best Picture, um, and neither did Marriage Story. So that's another thing I remember. Uh,
1: Another thing I want to add, too, that I thought was actually kind of funny. And, you know, I love the Avengers Endgame, but I, I still think it's really funny that apparently Avengers Endgame is the only film to hold the title of highest grossing film of all time and not win anything at the academy awards
2: yeah i think that's interesting as well i was
1: like that's kind of (laughs) interesting
2: um but yeah that's all uh, like it's it's all kind of debatable conversation but yeah um so i will do my marvel stuff uh marvel studios has rumors floating developing uh um has a rumor floating that they are developing a secret invasion series for Disney Plus, the Secret Invasion series is uh, kind of the whole thing that's come out with uh, uh, Captain Marvel and the scroll. Um, So we're not quite sure how that's going. Uh, Oliver Jackson Cohen has been fan cast as Moon Knight for the new Marvel slash Disney Plus series that is beginning development. Um, Oliver Jackson Cohen is known for his um, role in The Haunting of Hill House. And he is the Invisible Man in the new film, The Invisible Man. Um, the Falcon and Winter Soldier has reportedly um, wrapped production in Atlanta um sam raimi the director behind the Tobey mcguire spider-man films is in talks um to direct dr strange in the multiverse of madness scott derrickson who has previously tasked with the directing has uh released this decision or has praised this decision he thinks it's a great idea um and sony has set a date for a new marvel film october 8th 2021 so 2021 is looking like a huge year for marvel
1: cool oh uh- I want to talk a bit about that whole secret invasion thing because I'm like so I'm surprised that they would want a Disney Plus show for that. I, I I was thinking it'd be like an Avengers like big time, like crossover thing, but
2: yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, it it definitely could be. I I kind of think. I mean, it is a rumor, so it's not completely, uh, like, for sure, Um, but it seems like it would probably be something more that they're setting up a storyline to uh, be the Secret Invasion series. Um, Oh, I get it. Yeah, especially because they did the whole Captain Marvel thing and introduced the Scroll and all Mm -hmm. that stuff, so.
1: Right. All right. um, Okay, so I'll talk a bit about, I have a little bit, piece of Marvel news uh, left. Um, So, uh, where is it? So, The Falcon Winter Soldier, it's confirmed now. It's going to premiere in August of this year. And WandaVision is confirmed to be premiering in December 2020. Also, uh, The Mandalorian Season 2 has been confirmed by Bob Iger, uh, the, the Disney CEO, that it's going to come back in October of 2020. And that more Baby Yoda merch is on the way. So, if you're like me, uh, save your money, because there's are probably going to be spending a lot when all that Baby Yoda stuff comes out. <laughs> um... I'll do a little piece of movie news. Uh, Lionsgate CEO John Felfheimer I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm sorry. uh, Has revealed that a Knives Out sequel is in development and is targeting a 2022 release date. Um, Ryan Johnson previously kind of mentioned that he wants Daniel Craig to come back. um, Which I think that'd be cool. Just him kind of solving more mysteries. So I I really love Knives Out. So yeah, I'm totally down to see a sequel for it.
2: Yeah, I enjoyed it as well. So seeing a sequel for it. Especially if it's a sequel as good as the first one it would be great um so i have some horror movie news uh fantasy island released february 14th um as of the recording today that was yesterday um it has a horribly low rotten tomato score of nine percent um but it has a 64 percent audience review uh i did see that movie today um and i enjoyed it personally uh obviously like a lot of those kind of films they don't normally get very high ratings a lot of the Blumhouse films kind of sit in the middle nine is incredibly low I haven't looked at some of the reviews so I'd be interested to see if some of it is just like review bombing because nine is really low (laughs) yeah that's bad um and then uh DC news uh the the Batman Who Laughs um, has a new comic series being created, uh, after an amazing, after amazing reviews and quickly becoming a fan favorite of the DC universe, the Batman who laughs was introduced, um, last year or maybe 2018. Um, and then obviously they had an entire series about the Batman who laughs and bringing in all these different other Batman from other multiverses and, uh, stuff like that. And he, everybody fell in love with him. So he's getting another series spin off specifically about him. Um, Also, photos have been leaked of Idris Elbow's costume in the new Suicide Squad.
1: We also saw, uh, kind of adding to that a little bit, we also saw Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn in some leaked photos, too. Yes. I haven't seen Idris Elbow stuff, so I'll have to check that out. Um, Speaking of DC, we also got our first look at Robert Pattinson as Batman, so make sure to go check out that photo if you're interested in seeing him. Uh, Batman comes out next year, so still got some time. PlayStation, again, kind of getting into some gaming stuff. Just one quick gaming news. Uh, Sony has released the official website for the PlayStation 5. However, they haven't really shared anything beyond that. They promised more information is coming. Um, I know a lot of people were speculating that we would get, like, a reveal event this month. But, I don't know, based on that, I kind of think that maybe it might be maybe next month or a little later. But, uh, yeah, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um do you say you sell more news or?
2: No, that is all of my news.
1: All right. So then I'm going to wrap things up with the, all the Disney stuff. Um, Disney has announced a film version of uh, the popular Broadway musical Hamilton. Uh, to clarify, this is not a Hollywood adaptation of Hamilton, but it's going to be a recording of a Broadway performance featuring the original cast. With all that said, it's actually going to be quite a while before it's released in theaters. It's going to be released on October 15th, 2021. The Lilo and Stitch remake is set to start filming this fall in Hawaii and uh, will actually be an original film to Disney Plus. So it's not coming in theaters, kind of like Lady and the Tramp, how that was. Um, Chris Sanders, who originally voiced Stitch in the animated films, is going to come back for the remake um a sequel to aladdin the 2019 remake is in development um it's going to be an original story and won't be a live action adaptation of return of jafar or king of thieves which is the sequels to the animated films i know a lot of people were like oh really like i I was kind of surprised by that to be honest with you Um and finally tickets are on sale for onward which is the new pixar film that comes out march 6th so
2: so i have two comments uh i would love if they would have said it was going to be a live adaptation of King of Thieves. Um, I know it sounds so weird. That would have been so cool. King of Thieves is my favorite Aladdin movie. I love that one. Yeah. And then also to follow up your Hamilton comment, um, this is probably, this is kind of older news, but, uh, Mm -hmm. Disney's also releasing, or not Disney. They're also releasing a film version of the play in the Heights. So, yeah, I can't wait for that. Which is also made by the creators of Hamilton. So, um, hopefully that'll be good. That comes out on, uh, June twenty sixth,
1: twenty twenty. Cool. All right. Wait, this just in? No, <laughs> Um how, how much time do we have? Out of uh, we have
2: about four and a half minutes left.
1: Oh, Jig, we like we really got through that. Yeah. Well, well done. All right, so uh, we're gonna be talking about uh, birds of prey this episode. Uh, it's gonna be a review episode. Um, do you want? I, I mean, I wrote something. Um, I don't know. You said you didn't, right? So I
2: didn't. Normally, I, I like to kind of just do my reviews off yeah. of like my thoughts because usually my thoughts are collected enough to talk about. Do you want
1: to we... go first or do you want me to go? Um
2: I feel like we could kind of go in pieces. Um so, uh, but I can definitely okay. start with my initial like reaction and thoughts of the film. Yeah. Um so, okay. uh Birds of Prey, the fant- the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Um I thought it was a good movie. Um, Good in my book is kind of neutral. Um, It definitely had some great graphic design, which they did in Suicide Squad as well. I loved the Suicide Squad intro for all the characters, and they did that very well in this film. It had a great soundtrack. Uh, It was very upbeat. Um, (laughs) I love all the characters. (laughs) I'm a huge fan of the Birds of Prey comic series, so I love... I love Harley Quinn. I love the Huntress. Um, So I, it's kind of just, it was a good film. There was some things that bothered me about it, obviously, um, that I'll get into more when we kind of stretch out what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, But I would say, yeah, it was, it was definitely worth m- seeing for me as a comic book fan. I liked it. I didn't think it was like women propaganda, which is what a lot of like articles and
1: a lot of people things were things were kind of saying.
2: I didn't really feel it was very propaganda-y. So, I, I enjoyed it. It was a good film. I I could definitely go see it again in theaters. Um. So yeah.
1: Do you have a rating out of ten?
2: I'd probably give it like a six point five on my personal meter. Personal uh-huh. personal meter. Jesus, can't talk. <laughs> um. I'd probably give it like a six point five seven.
1: Okay. All right. So I guess I'll share my thoughts on it. I I wrote uh little something here um and i'm gonna make it super dramatic go for it for all go people for it. all right so i haven't really been a supporter of the dceu for me marvel studios has always been superior and it hasn't been much of a contest marvel drops the next mcu installment and i go nuts but i haven't had the same effect from dc the only dceu film i can truly say i cared about was suicide squad uh, it isn't because I think Suicide Squad is a great movie. I actually think it's quite bad. But I adore those characters, and at its heart, it's just a lot of fun. To the surprise of probably a few people, I think Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam range from okay to good. But I can't say I think any of them are uh, great. Thanks especially to Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, I think Birds of Prey, and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One... Harley Quinn is, I was going to say the F word, but since I'm editing this episode, I don't want to have to make more work for me and bleep things out. I'm going to say, I thought it was effing fantabulous. This isn't a Suicide Squad scenario. I love Suicide Squad, but I don't like admitting that I love Suicide Squad. Um, while that movie's a very kind of guilty pleasure movie, I would like stand on top of Everest and scream to the heavens that I love Birds of Prey. In fact, I love it more than some of the MCU movies. I love it... A lot thanks to the performances of, uh, Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn and Ewan McGregor as Black Mask. Uh, Robbie aside, more on her in a bit, I think McGregor does a phenomenal job in this role. I want to get my negative out of the way. Um, Huntress, Black Canary, and Renee Montoya, the Birds of Prey, could have used more screen time to cement kind of those characters. Uh, I thought they were, I thought they were fine, but I do think they kind of needed a little bit more to kind of, you know, really kind of stand out. Uh, especially when you're in a movie with Harley Quinn. Uh, I think it's kind of hard to steal that spotlight from her, but I do think that Will Smith, um, Will Smith's Deadshot, and some other members of the Suicide Squad were kind of able to do that. And I kind of wish the Birds of Prey had just a little bit more to go on. Um, This movie wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for Margot Robbie. Major props to her. Uh, she wanted it to happen. She made it R-rated, which I thought was awesome. Uh, she did an amazing job as Harley. Um... How I think of Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is now how I think of Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. Um, this movie has some of the best action I've ever seen in a comic book movie. Um, it's tight. It's edgy. It's hilarious. Uh, I love the film's narrative style. It felt like we were just like in her head and I loved it. Uh, Joker had the perfect amount of previsit. Can't talk. Joker had the perfect amount of presence. He was never really shown, but you still felt him in the movie. Um, it's kind of the end of my kind of uh, review. Uh, I love the movie a lot, so we'll kind of get into the discussion on it. Uh, my final rating is a 9 out of 10, so I quite enjoyed it a lot.
2: Well <laughs> yeah, yeah like, all right, I, so, I mean, I, like I said, I didn't think it was a horrible movie. Um, it's yeah. definitely not my favorite DC movie. Mm-hmm. Um, And that's more of just the fact that I've kind of been always been more of a DC comic fan. So I right. have that nostalgia kind of feeling and it, it happens with all of the movies. Yeah. I love Marvel and DC equally. Um. And but I did enjoy it. It's probably uh-huh. in my top three for the DC films now for sure.
0: Uh-huh.
2: Um, especially with the top like some of the characters and some of the reveals and things like that. So uh, yeah, I can agree. It's just uh-huh. there's just some of the negatives I have towards the film heavily outweigh my positives. Like I love Margot, I love Margot Robbie uh-huh. as Harley Quinn, but and and I loved her performance. But like you said, I didn't really like that they.
1: Before, before you finish that statement, okay. yeah, I just remembered we have not yet, we haven't spoiled the movie yet. I'm just going to go ahead and put a spoiler warning right here, okay. so just before we get into anything.
0: Warning, warning, spoilers incoming. Diamond X minus minus ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0...
1: So, yeah, we, I'm sorry. What were you saying?
2: Okay, so um, I love Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. I think she does a great job. I loved her when they released Suicide Squad. I thought, thought she portrayed the character incredibly well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew it was going to be a great kind of... I knew she was going to be a great fit for the role. And I, that was one of the things. Is I always hope DC proceeds forward with their projects. Mm-hmm. But sometimes they make mistakes that they shouldn't really make. Um, but I do agree. I think Black Canary, Huntress, Sandra mm-hmm. Kane. Uh, Renee Montoya, I think all of them should have had more screen they time. Were, I know yeah. the I know the movie, like, obviously there's been debates that have come out recently about, oh, the movie's about Harley Quinn. In all honesty, don't name it Birds of Prey then. Right. Um, like, create the Emancipation of Harley Quinn, do that film, introduce Huntress, introduce Black Canary, introduce Renee Montoya, and then create a Birds of Prey film. And I feel like DC's always kind of had that problem um so i can agree with you on that i wish they would have gotten more screen time i wish they would have been a little bit more introduced and fleshed out as characters um to actually have the name birds of prey
1: for for me personally like i think
2: yeah uh i
1: I agree that i think if you're calling it birds of prey it needs to be about those characters i'm moving my mic back just a little bit um i do think (laughs) that uh like there was enough there i think for those characters that like I want to see more of them. Like, I didn't think they were forgettable in any way, but at the same time, no. I don't think that they, like... Y- y- you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't, like...
2: Yeah, they, they don't really make right. as much of an impact as you feel like they should, mm-hmm. Um, especially being called Birds of Prey. They, they're they definitely not forgettable characters. Right. Um, I, I always forget and I hope this, name. And I hope
1: the movie does well, to, like, so we can see more. Like, I know that it hasn't done as well as I think people have hoped at the box office, so... Uh, well, it'll I, I,
2: definitely, it'll definitely make its money back, yeah. which I feel like is what mm-hmm. a lot of people are overlooking. Yeah. Um, and I always forget the actress's name, but the the one who played Black Canary, she did an amazing she job. She did awesome. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, Dana Lance is one of my favorite characters in the comic books when it comes to female characters. I love Black Canary; she's awesome. Um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is my literal celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. So, so her being Huntress, who is another one of my favorite <laughs> female characters. Um, was awesome to see, but I, yeah, I really wish they would have kind of fleshed it out a little bit more, given them more impactful moments. Mm -hmm. Um, And like, cause yeah, they're not forgettable. I would love to see them in the movies again. I just like the Mm -hmm. Suicide Squad movie. Suicide Squad wasn't my favorite DC film, but I would love to see Will Smith come back as Deadshot. I'd love to see all those characters return because I think they do great job as their characters, Mm -hmm. but sometimes the movie itself doesn't do them incredible justice. So... That's, that's my thing about the... That's my... One of my negatives about the
1: film. That, that's really the only, like, big negative I have. So if you just want to continue with your negatives, and then, then we can move on to, like, the neutral okay. and positives, but
2: um So, one of my big things is I'm a very big villain fan. Mm-hmm. Um, I always love the villains in comics. I think... I think villains can, a lot of the time, be way more memorable than heroes. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, they're not the ones you want to root for, but... When movies do a good job that you're kind of rooting for a character, um, it's great. Especially when it's the character you're not supposed to root for. Um, I, but then I, also, I root I for think... the villains,
1: man. Like, I, I'm still mad the Avengers beat Thanos in Endgame. Like, <laughs> seriously.
2: <laughs> but uh, but I think another triumph is making a villain so bad, you don't want to root for him. Right? Like, at first... And, and this is one of the things I liked about... Uh, um, Black Mask, right? It's something I love about Black Mask. Roman is amazing. Mm -hmm. He is obsessed with material things. He wants money. He cares about getting profit and being in power. And so you're like, okay, that's kind of cool. But then when he becomes the Black Mask, you're like, okay, I hate this guy. (laughs) I don't ever want to meet this guy ever in a dark alley, lit room, nothing. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see him as Black Mask. Um, and so I thought they did a really good job with that, mm-hmm. but they didn't do enough with it. And that's, that's kind right. of the theme of these characters, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, Roman, they did a great job. They showed him a lot. They had all these in- interesting moments with him where you kind of see him start to leak into his black mask mm-hmm. persona. Um, but I think they kept him to Roman even when he became black mask towards the end of the film. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of not how he works in the comics. Um, When he kind of falls into that headspace, into that darkness Mm -hmm. of Black Mask, he becomes insane. Like, like, crazy insane. Like, some of the stuff you saw him want to do in the film is stuff he wants to do as Roman. Some of the stuff, like you can't imagine him doing is what he does as Black Mask.
1: I, f- like, I feel like, like, we don't really see him that much as just Black Mask, you know, because, like... We, it's mostly we,
2: Roman, yeah. Right, we
1: see him, like, at the end, and, like, we see him put it on, but, like, other than his... I mean, like, I see, I'm, I'm having a hard time even coming up with trying to say, because, like, I can't remember It's really him as
2: Black Mask. Um, it's really the moment of... The, the moment that embodies the black mask the most in this portrayal is when he gets upset at the mm-hmm. uh, the woman laughing at the club
0: mm-hmm.
2: and he makes her stand on yes, the yeah. table and it, you get really uncomfortable watching the scene that's when he most embodies mm-hmm. black mask and he's not wearing the mask at right. that point he's, he still hasn't put it on um and that's what uh, that's kind of the interpretation I think they lost when mm-hmm. even when he shows up at amusement mile in the end with the mask on he still just kind of seems like Roman. Mm-hmm. He's not really intimidating. He's not threatening. He's not frightening. He's not crazy, scary. He's just kind of like, (laughs) well, but he he was mostly just kind of like, go get them for Mm -hmm. me, right? Like, and you're kind of like, Black Mass probably would have like walked up there and
1: got himself
2: cut their heads off, like, because that's just things he does. Um, and so. That's something, and and that's one of the big things I don't like about comic book movies the most mm-hmm. is when you take a great villain and you waste it. And I have this problem with Marvel and DC. Both of them, equally, I have the problem with. Um, and they kind of did it with both Black Mask, and we haven't mentioned it yet, but also Victor Zaz. Um Some people won't realize it at first, but that guy who works for Roman, Black Mask, is Victor Zsasz. He looks very different in this film than he does in any of the comics or any other TV show film portrayal of him. Um, but they kind of took two great villains who have great stories and great personalities in the comics and kind of mushed them into very short tellings of mm-hmm. them. And the reason is, obviously, we have a spoiler warning because they don't make it through the film. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my biggest things about Marvel and DC films is don't take amazing villains. That and be one off. Use them for one movie, right? Well, and when you're Black put Mask, in, like
1: amazing, like even McGregor's Black Mask, like you're gonna just yeah, especially that's it, you know.
2: And then Michael B. Jordan yeah. as Killmonger. Mm-hmm. I I love I love Killmonger. Yeah. He's one of my favorite Marvel villains of all time. When they said it was Killmonger in the movie, I was like, I'm gonna go see this movie.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> like I have I have an All Hail King Killmonger T-shirt, and. I still have my fingers crossed Kate Blanchett is coming back
1: at some point hopefully as Hela cuz like I thought she was great. I hope she's not dead.
2: <laughs> yeah, and and I think that's one of the and obviously there's so many villains right. like in the could, in the, the comics that it's hard yeah. it's hard to go through all of them or use all of them but when you take important characters like Killmonger is Black Panther's biggest enemy. And you're like, let's put him in this film and kill him. Um Black Mask, he's an incredibly important and intimidating and frightening character in the Batman comics, in the DCE, in the DC universe. And you take him and you're like, man, let's kind of make him a joke. And it's like, really? And I've, I don't know. I've always had that problem with the, the comic book movies because at some, obviously you can't use all of them. But even Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel my favorite DC film. And they kill General Zod. Mm-hmm who is probably the biggest clashing character for Superman. And I'm just like, stop doing this. <laughs> stop, stop doing this way of making films, kill them. No, put them in jail, capture them, sentence them to the phantom zone. Like whatever you want to do to get them away, but still a possible return. And I know Marvel's a little different because they've already established that who cares if you're dead, you might come back. Um, dc hasn't quite done that yet so i I think
1: i'd have less of a problem with like villains dying in films if it like was more like kind of even because like aside from loki like you're unless unless you're loki you're basically dead you know what i'm saying so it's like like, if they wanted to kill off certain characters, I think for me it's fine, but at the same time, I do think there needs to be this balance of, like, hey, we're gonna have these people die, and, like, hey, these people are gonna live, you know, so they can come back, and blah, 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 blah. But, I think when every villain is just, like, hey, we're in this movie, oh, yeah, you're dead, that's when it's kind of, like,
2: "Mm, okay. Yeah, for sure, and then I think when it's such an important character, Mm -hmm. right, like, I love Black Mask, I think he's a great villain, um, but of all the Batman villains, mm-hmm. I'm also not too upset about it in that way. Because it's like, yeah, there's a lot there's a lot cooler Batman villains. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I love him and think he's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of Batman's villains are terrifying. Um, but, like, my big issue is, like, with Killmonger. Mm-hmm. He is probably one of the most important villains in the Black Panther comics. And you're like, eh, one movie, did. Mm-hmm. And then also, you hired Michael B. Jordan to play him. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? you killed him after one movie um and it's stuff like that uh like like i'm not a huge fan of baron zemo uh in the movie in civil war but i love him yeah, in I the comics war, yeah. but also like he probably could have killed him at the end of that film yeah he's coming back <laughs> even, even though <laughs> even though i love him in the comics could have killed him in the movies i wouldn't have care. yeah but uh so yeah so those are kind of my big things is i don't like when you take a certain character and you kind of alter them and change them and make them a little bit too campy and funny and different so that it can be pushed down into like a two hour film. Mm-hmm. It's one of my big things about it, especially when it comes to like, like I never see the big thing is I knew it was Victor's as I never got the feeling. It was Victor's as watching that film. Um, So it's kind of, it's kind of one of my, that's my biggest negative about the film but like, like like before, I th- loved the filming. I loved the cinematography. I loved the scene where she goes into the police station and she's got all the different trick grenades. That was cool. Um, I thought that was awesome. I thought how they filmed it was great. Like you said, how it kind of seems like you're in her head and it's cutting back and forth as she remembers the story okay. um, was great. And then the scene where like uh, Roman slaps her in the face and she kind of goes into her head and starts to have that yeah. like, daydream because that's how Harley Quinn is. Um, and then, like you said, with Joker, it didn't really show him. Mm-hmm. And I assume it's because Jared Leto now has a comic book or now has a contract with Marvel. <laughs> so they were probably like, uh, let's not even bother. And then also, I think it was because of the negative reviews the Joker, that version of the Joker got. Um, Warner Brothers was like, let's stay as far away from this Joker <laughs> as possible. One, and, one of my other um,
1: positives that I have is like, it felt um, like it's... I, 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 I think the thing I have with DC is that, like, um, obviously with Marvel, a lot of their stuff is kind of connected, right? With the DCU, we haven't really seen that. Uh, like, I, it felt like with Man of Steel and BVS, that that's what kind of they were going for, but then obviously with the whole thing with Snyder, I think that vision kind of fell through. Like, this felt like it was in the DCU, but it still felt like its own film, and I think I really appreciated that. Like, I, I love the I love the Easter egg when she's in the um when she's in the GCPD, and she sees, like, the Captain Boomerang poster and she's like, oh, yeah, I, I remember that guy, you know? That was, like, a little yeah. funny little thing, you know? So it was like, it, it felt like it was still the DCEU, just, it, it felt like its own movie with, you know, its own vision, and I appreciated that.
2: Yeah, and, and I feel like that was, I mean, that's one of the biggest complaints i have with the dceu mm-hmm. and we've had this conversation before yeah. they they don't they don't quite flush out their films right. right like if man of steel would have come out and then batman would have come out then wonder woman would have come out and then batman versus superman would have come out you kind of feel like they're establishing right. establishing this storyline but also they have these standalone films mm-hmm. and when the DC obviously they rushed it they right. were like oh man of steel uh batman versus superman uh like and you're like okay hold on slow yeah. down because <laughs> now it just kind of seemed and now it seems like you're not you're not focusing on the journey mm-hmm. through the films and more of just reaching that finish line. Right. Um, which is Marvel kind of enjoyed their journey mm-hmm. through the films and getting to that finish. Um, and I agree with you. I think it was great because yeah, they had all those nuanced moments. Like she sees the wanted poster poster. They used clips from um, suicide mm-hmm. squad when she jumps into the ACE chemicals vat and he jumps in to save her you don't really see him jump in to save her you just kind of see the back of him pulling her out Mm -hmm. of the chemicals uh i thought that was great because it does kind of connect it kind of shows you this flashback story back to that what we've seen and what what established who she is as a character um i thought that was really good they definitely I i don't know if they're listening to people review their films but they are kind of slowing things down and trying to create a more connected universe and trying to play out and like stretch out characters and give them stories and make them relatable. Um, and so, yeah, I, I for sure agree. I think they, it's like I said, it's not my favorite film. It's definitely probably in my top three now,
1: but for the DCU.
2: Yeah. And that's mostly just because some, even though I'm a huge DC fan and I love going to watch those movies, I can watch those movies a million times and I'll never get bored watching them. Um, they just are kind of poorly rated on my personal meter. Um, because although I can sit there and get the butterflies and the goosebumps seeing certain moments, I'm like, they could have done this so much better. So, yeah, so yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I saw it and I was like, it was good, I enjoyed it. I have my own, I have problems with it, but I mean, as a comic book fan, I always have. Sp- problems with most of the movies i can always point something out that i wish they would do better and that's more of just being nitpicky so (laughs) there's no reason to do it
1: i think i think Uh, too like um i think kind of that shows the difference because i I think i'm different with josh in this sense too like i think uh like for the, the two of you it's like um like you you kind of want the the movies to kind of like pay homage to the comics right like like but for me i'm kind of like the opposite like they could do something totally different and i would be like okay, alright, I see you. That's kind of cool. You know, but, I mean, obviously as long as it's, like, people are upset about like, going back to Iron Man 3, the whole Mandarin twist. I thought it was hilarious, but I know, like, a lot of, like, the comic book fans were really, ugh, did not like that.
2: (laughs) Yeah, um, I mean, I can agree with you. Mm -hmm. I'm not entirely like I want it to stick strictly Mm -hmm. to comic books. Um, I love those fan service moments, like, Endgame had plenty of them. Um, I like when they stick Specifically to characters, Got right? It. Like, like I like I liked the Mandarin twist. I was kind of like meh, but I I thought it was funny. I thought it was hilarious. I just don't like when you take a character that's established and you're like, let's kind of change him up so he fits the narrative better. It's like, mm-hmm. no, just pick a different character. Yeah. Um. So it's stuff like that, right? Like I like like the like I think the best way to do it is because they did a decent job with Black Mask, his kind of creepy like weird split personality between the two was was great but with Victor's ass well, is my like it's a big problem i have um with it is cuz that's not Victor's ass right like like he's more like nuanced he's more like like he's slick and even though he's crazy and he cuts the cuts the tally marks into his skin whenever he kills somebody he's very like sociopathic he doesn't really have feelings um he's very sadistic um masochistic like he he, that's how he is he's just all of these different things and besides seeing the scars on his body and seeing how much he enjoyed doing certain things i was like this isn't really victor's ass to me and so so i just don't like things like that like you can obviously take a storyline and go okay we're kind of following this story but we want to add our own personal touch to it. We want to add our own personal twists and spins. And, I, and I'm okay with that, especially if it's something... Like, as a comic book fan, I don't want to watch a verbatim version all the time because I'm like, oh, well, I've read this comic book. Mm-hmm. I know what's going to happen. Right. Um, unless it's a film like Endgame that's doing a lot of fan service. Um, so it's mostly just when you stray incredibly far from a character. Because, like, when you, when you stray too far, it's more or less, like... Is that the same character? Like, or are you just using the name because you know comic book fans will recognize it? And I think that's my biggest problem with, like, not following comic books.
0: Because,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, because obviously if I'm watching a comic book movie, I don't want to be like, oh, I read this comic book ten years ago, uh-huh. so I know how it's going to end. Um, but, yeah, don't, don't take a character like Victor Zaz and completely change him. Because then it's like, just name him something else or pick a different character you don't need to be victor's ass and be like that be victor's ass and be like the way he
1: kind of supposed to be or so create a totally like new character i mean like it was like it's weird to kind of compare it but like i think one of the breakout hits from the first phase of the marvel universe of marvel cinematic Universe, was phil colson and he was like he's totally was totally new you know so it's like People can make their own character and have them be fan favorites, you know?
2: Oh, I, I, I completely agree. You can. And, but that's, I mean, it just kind of relays back to the point that you don't need to use just a character's name to get, like, comic book fans interested. Mm -hmm. Because at the same time, if you do a bad job, they're gonna, they're gonna review you on it. They're gonna critique you on it. They're gonna be like, okay, not necessary. You ruined this character. Like I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um. So yeah, you can easily make a new character, choose a different character, or just keep the character you choose. Like, so yeah, I I can agree with that. You could definitely do somebody that nobody... Like, just make a henchman that's a crazy, sadistic, like, funny, laughy, like, emotional kind of character. You don't have to be like, it's Victor's (laughs) ass. So, and then it not be Victor's ass. So, that's my thing. All right. That was one of my other gripes about it. So...
1: I think we kind of hit, like, our main, like, negatives, positives. Uh, any any neutrals that you have? Like, anything that, like, oh, I didn't really hate it, but I didn't really like it.
2: Um, I I kind of want to talk about the whole, like, problem people have been having with the film. Um, Because I listen to a lot of radio, mm-hmm. and obviously I watch a lot of YouTube and stuff like that. And there's been the whole discussion about people didn't know it was about Harley Quinn.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, Enlighten us bradley
2: it's called it's called birds of prey right and people are like if i'm not a comic book fan i'm not gonna know what that means and i can understand that it makes sense but watch a trailer right right it's been the the teaser for the film was literally harley quinn breaking a balloon and calling out the joker mm-hmm. literally <laughs> um
1: I just want to add real quick to that like um i i work uh right next to an amc which is very convenient for me. And literally, <laughs> as I'm walking by, right there on the front of the poster is Harley Quinn. So,
2: I mean, yeah. come on. She is, the, she is the main character of the film. The film is about the emancipation of one Harley Quinn. And people are like, oh, well, if, if it's the main character, why is her name at the end of it? Not every film you watch needs to have the title of the, like, needs to have the name of the character in the title. Right, like you go watch John Wick, you know the films are going to be about some guy named John Wick. Yeah. Uh, granted, those movies are amazing, <laughs> but it's like that's the point, right? Like Guardians of the Galaxy, it's about the Guardians of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. but you didn't know who they were unless you read comic books, right? And so I, I didn't really like the consumer and customer and audience stipulation about that, mm-hmm. and and so I don't like that people were like, I didn't know it's about Harley Quinn. Watch a trailer. Google the poster, go to IMDb, hit Birds of Prey, see who the characters are. Um, I didn't like the excuse that I didn't know who anybody else was. You're not going to know every character in a comic book movie if you don't read comic books. And that's okay. Mm. If the film looks interesting, go see the film. If the film doesn't look interesting, don't go see the film. Um, I didn't like that a lot of articles and stuff like that tried to portray it as, uh, like, women propaganda and women empowerment. um, Because, like I said, I didn't think that's what that film was at all. I I watched the film and there were some pretty, pretty, uh, crazy moments. They're pretty, um, I, I know I I don't want to create work for you editing. (laughs) There are pretty, there were some pretty hardcore moments showing them like beat the crap out of people. And like, Mm -hmm. but it's not one of those moments where it's like, oh, it's just women beating up men. It's one of those moments where you're like, dude, they're kicking the crap out of people. Right. Like that, the whole scene in Amusement Mile where they put on all the gear and they pick up all the weapons and they just, it was awesome to watch. Right. And I didn't they weren't trying to portray the idea that women are better than men. They didn't. That never came up. The idea of emancipating Harley Quinn is the Joker is a toxic human being. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And he beats her. He humiliates her. He uses her. He does all these different things. And then he takes all the credit. Right. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like Renee Montoya. She does all this hard work. And then her partner at the time took the credit. Then he became captain. That's it's it's not the idea that men are bad it's that the idea that sometimes there's toxic people in your friendship and your your relationships and that's just kind of how it, portray- it it plays out. So I didn't think of it as women empowerment or women propaganda. I just thought of it as a movie with really cool female characters okay. and a really cool male villain kind of duking it out, battling it out, telling a story, right? Okay. I like the Birds of Prey comics. So I didn't like those articles. I think the reason Harley Quinn or Birds of Prey in in the Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn didn't quite succeed box office wise yet is that it's rated R. I love that it's rated R. But I personally know a lot of people who enjoy Harley Quinn and look up to Harley Quinn as a character and love her and cosplay as her are under the age of 18.
1: Yeah.
2: So you're kind of limiting your audience. Um, I do think, but I also, I I was going to say, I do think maybe some of it too is just
1: um, lingering kind of distaste for Suicide Squad. Um, I know a lot of people did not like that movie. Um, And so I don't know, maybe that has something to do with it too. I do think the R rating though is probably like the biggest reason why this film didn't do as well as people would hope to be, to be clear, it's not going to flop, you know, it's going to be fine, but. Oh no, yeah. yeah,
2: for sure. It's it's going to definitely make back its budget I think people and probably are, more. Yeah,
1: I, I think people are kind of just uh, something that I've been seeing a lot like on social media and stuff is that people are like, oh, this film is going to flop and it's like, oh, whatever. I'm like, no, it's you know, I mean, yeah. sure, it didn't do as well as they thought, but it's far from a flop, you know.
2: I, yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I think once people go and watch the movie, mm-hmm. they'll go, oh, this movie is actually really good. Yeah. And if you look at the scores, it's got great scores. It's got like an 80% mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. It's got like an eighty-two percent audience liked it. Mm-hmm. It's got like a six point nine on IMDb. it good word but, who ca- but like, yeah, it's definitely one of those films that it's more of like people talking to each other, saying like, "You should go see it if you really want mm-hmm. to." Like, if you're unsure, but you kind of want to see it, go see it. Um, and I that, that goes to the people listening. If you're not very, if you're not quite sure if you want to go see it, I recommend go see yeah. it. I think it was worth the amount of money it cost the ticket. Um, I would definitely go see it maybe once or twice more, once or two more times in theaters because I did think it was worth it. It was a good film in my book because I'm a very, very critical movie goer. I watch movies all the time. Um, but I can still like appreciate movies if, unless a movie is deemed horrible by me, it's probably good and worth seeing for some people. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think kind of the distaste for Suicide Squad, and then just the distaste for the DCEU in general, yeah, is kind of what played uh, kind of played a part into it. But I think yeah, I think I, uh, the R rating, although it does the movie justice, mm-hmm. it helps out the story, it helps out the character, and it does a great job to be R rated. I think it kind of alienated some of the people who probably would have gone and seen the movie. Yeah, agreed. And and like you said, I don't think it's gonna flop. Mm-hmm. I think it's gonna make its money back. It's probably gonna make out. It's gonna make more. 33 million dollars in four days is not a small amount of mm-hmm. money. I will never have 33 million dollars <laughs> um, but but I think I think a lot of people put too much on how much money movies make nowadays mm-hmm. granted like like a lot of superhero movies make crazy mm-hmm. amount of money. a lot of Marvel movies make crazy amount of money crazy mm-hmm. crazy amounts of money. A lot of DC movies are don't really do that. Mm -hmm. a lot of disney movies do star wars does so like i i think just being like oh four days 33 million dollars it's gonna be the worst movie ever is jumping i
1: want to add something too it's it it was funny how like um this happened a few months ago where someone told me uh that like oh like chris evans i guess is now like his movies flop and everything because he's not captain america i'm like what are you talking about and they're like knives out i'm like Knives Out did it like, did their flop. Like, I, I think people are under this impression that like, unless you make a billion dollars, that you're a flop. But like, that, that's really not true at all.
2: I think, I, I agree. I think if you make back your budget mm-hmm. and more, you're right. a successful film. Right. Um, and Knives Out definitely not. Yeah. And, and that's the other thing is, I don't think it can only be deemed on money nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, because like yep. obviously you want to make back your money, but Knives Out had incredible scores. Oh yeah. It was critically acclaimed. A lot of people thought it should have been nominated for Oscars. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a great story. Yeah, I saw it multiple times in in theater. It is it's probably one of my it's probably my top three favorite films of 2019 mm-hmm. for Same. sure. Uh, I know it was on your list for the top ten films of the decade. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was a great film, and I don't think you can deem movies as a flop if like yeah, I agree with mm-hmm. you. People are like, it has to be a billion dollars. Why? Right. If a movie costs $50 million to make and it makes $150 million. That's a success. That's not a. It it literally tripled its production cost. Like, that's a good amount of money. Mm -hmm. Just because it's not a billion. Just because it's not half a million. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean it was a flop. Not all movies are going to make that much money. Like, um, I think movies that don't make back their budget can be kind of considered a flop. Mm -hmm. Um, But some movies just have high budgets. Yeah. Some movies that use a lot of CGI have high-paying actors. They've got... They, it costs them a lot of money. Right. They've got to put in... The movie has to be good. Um, But at the same time, if you have a billion-dollar budget and you make $900 million back, mm-hmm. that's a good amount of money. Yeah. Doesn't mean it's a flop. It could still have a... 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and 9.0 out of 10 on IMDb, and it could be liked by 96% of the people who go and watch it. Mm-hmm. It didn't make back all its money. Yeah, it's still a good film. Still made a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Just like 33 million, I will never have 900 million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so I and it was it's only been a week. Right. It's only been a week. Give it some time. Even if it's not the highest grossing DC film of all time, it's still a good movie. It's still worth seeing. I recommend seeing it. Lesh is going to recommend seeing oh, it. Yeah. Most comic book fans are probably going to recommend seeing it. Even, mm-hmm. even me with my negatives about it and my negatives with the characters and some of the ideas, I still think you should go see mm-hmm. it. So. All right. That's about, that's, that's basically, that's where I'll end it. Cool. Cause I know,
1: I, I know I talk <laughs> a lot. <laughs> All right. So I guess that kind of wraps up our discussion on birds of prey uh, for our game slash activity. Uh, do you want to explain it since it was kind of your idea?
2: Um, sure. So for our game slash activity, and I know we've been doing this kind of a bit lately, we're doing a top 10 again. Um, probably going to do, be doing a lot of top 10s for, <laughs> for comic book movies because it's it's pretty interesting to hear the discussions. Yeah. Um, we're doing uh, our top 10 favorite antiheroes um, in anything. It could be comics, it could be film, it could be books, TV shows, whatever you want it to be. Mine are mostly comic books because I'm a comic nerd. Mine come um, from all over the place. <laughs> yeah um i some of them i was afraid of picking because i was like nobody's gonna know who these people are so some of those are in my honorable mentions but um yeah i and then i have some debatable ones in my honorable mentions as well um but so it's our f- top 10 favorite anti-heroes um are gonna work our way down the list we'll go into discussions about them unless you don't really need to discuss mm-hmm. them because some of mine most people should know
1: yeah, I feel Sorry. like specifically more towards my top, people are going to start knowing mine. Uh, but I feel I feel like for the most part, my top 10 is like people know these. Yeah,
2: yeah. for sure. My, I should there. there's going to be a few people who I have to explain mm-hmm. because some people have, don't read comic books. But if you watch some of the TV shows and movies, you'll definitely recognize the names.
1: All right. Do you want to do you want to start?
2: Um, I will. Okay. okay. So this is top ten. This is number ten was my most debated one, <laughs> but I had to put him in it. Um, and it is Logan Wolverine. Nice. Um, I know a lot of people are probably gonna be like, but he fights for the X Men. In the comic books, he's very self oriented as well. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he doesn't do the right thing. Sometimes he does what he wants. He's not always the nicest person. Um, but I love Wolverine. Obviously, he Hugh Jackman. As the character, iconic. Yes, will never be forgotten. Mm -hmm. I would love for Taron Egerton to play him in the new (laughs) series because I love Taron Egerton, but nobody will live up to Hugh Jackman's Wolverine. Yeah. Um. And so yeah, I don't really need to explain who he is because you probably know him. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'll just say yeah, I I love Wolverine. Uh, Hugh Jackman is one of my favorite actors. So yeah, I'm glad I'm glad he's in your uh, top ten. I actually didn't put him in my top ten because of the whole X-Men thing, but I'm glad you have him there. Uh, my number 10 is uh, from God of War. I put Kratos. Um, obviously, he's the main main character in God of War. Um, I actually, uh, funny story, I didn't really like him in the original uh, three <laughs> games. I, to me, he was just like that one dude that screamed too much. I was like, whatever. But I really uh, fell in love, not just with Kratos, but with the God of War series in general with Um, the the recent 2018 game, um, it was one of my top uh, ten games of the decade. I really loved that game, and I think um, I think having a uh, having a son in Atreus, I think, really kind of made him more of like a relatable character. So, um, yeah, yeah, I have Kratos number ten on my list.
2: Yeah, I I mean, Kratos is a great character. Mm. Unlike you, I did like the original. god of wars i love i've played all of them they're some of the greatest games that have i've Mm -hmm. played i love mythology as a the lore master i love all kind of literature mythology and stuff like that i do love kratos he was great he was outstanding he was an outstanding Mm -hmm. character in god of war 4 and i'm really hoping we get something about god of war 5 i know yeah i'm waiting for that (laughs) um so so no i can completely agree with that (laughs) um so my number nine uh this one might be something people don't really recognize. Um, he was recently added to the Mortal Kombat 11 lineup, and it is Spawn. Oh, nice! Um, I love Spawn. I think he's a great character. If you don't know who Spawn is, he's kind of like a like angel of death for the devil. He um, is also he's kind of very Ghost Rider like. He's like a vengeance person. He kind of seeks. To go after the people who have wronged the living, um, he originally was created because he was wronged himself. Um, I just think he's an awesome character. It's really interesting when you look at him. He's not wearing armor. It's actually like a, like it's it's almost like a symbiote, like Venom, that kind of entangles his body. Um, his cloak that he wears can like stretch immensely. And he's just a really cool character. I love I love Spawn. Uh,
1: New movie coming soon, right? Is that next
2: year? Um, I'm not sure. I know it's in talks mm-hmm. and kind of still being discussed about things. I don't know if they've talked about the year it's going to come out. I
1: don't even know if they've started producing. We, we should totally, like, during, like, a quiet month, like, just do, like... We, we should do a Spawn episode. That'd be kind of fun.
2: We should... Uh, during, like, a quiet month, we should just do, like, an episode about, like a bunch of characters yeah. we don't think people would know right
1: that'd be that'd be a really fun one to do i think
2: yeah especially because like there's a lot of characters that are having t- tv series mm-hmm. and movies and things like that created yeah. around them like like moon knight and moon things night. like yeah, that Yeah, true, so, true. so i completely agree <laughs> all right so i actually
1: have a couple on my list that kind of go together um so my number nine um from my favorite tv show ever i put uh jesse pinkman from breaking bad um i love uh um aaron paul's portrayal of that character one of my favorite tv show characters um of all time i loved el camino when i came out i was like i have to like i know i'm working today but i'm like i have to I have to watch it at midnight <laughs> to see what happens him. i'm so glad it got made so uh, yeah breaking bad is actually my yeah i don't know if i've mentioned this on the podcast breaking bad favorite TV
2: show <laughs> um so uh, I'll mention it now. Uh, Jackie, Jesse Pinkman is one of my honorable mentions. Nice. Um, I love that character; he is great. But like I said, as a comic book nerd, most of mine are comic book yeah. related. I think I have two on here that aren't comic related. Mm. But yeah, he was. I was debating him for a while. Yeah. I was like, "Does he make it?" I was like, eh, "Wolverine." And I was right. like, "Wolverine." So it was a lot of debating. This is uh, my top ten lists are always going to be ridiculously hard to decide. <laughs> So, but yes, yeah. he's my, one of my honorable yes. mentions. Um, my number eight, uh, I think uh, everybody probably knows his name that listens to this podcast. Uh, Frank Castle, nice. the Punisher. Uh, I love the comic book character. I think he's an amazing character. Um, obviously he's much like Spawn. He kind of goes after the people who are the bad people, but he doesn't do it in the greatest way, which is kind of what most of these characters do. That's why they're anti Um, uh, John Bernthal's portrayal of him in the Netflix series was amazing. We've discussed this before on this podcast. I talked about it when we talked about the Punisher show for my top 10 of the decade. Um, I love his character in the comics. I I loved, um, is it Thomas Jane? The actor uh, who played him in the first I movie that came out is? with uh, John Travolta as, as uh, Saint. Um, I think it and then I even loved, that I liked Punisher Warzone. Uh, the the other one that kind of followed up that film. I think he's a great character. He's super interesting. Um, He is just a really good anti-hero. Because obviously, he's like the embodiment of an anti-hero, right? Almost like Deadpool. He's... stopping the bad people, but in the wrong way. By just kind of really killing all of them. <laughs> it, it is Thomas Jane, by the way. Okay, cool, cool. But yeah, so my number eight is Frank Castle, the Punisher.
1: Okay, so... Uh, my number eight I think this is the controversial one because I think some people are gonna be like no he's definitely he's definitely bad but and based on the picks that we've made so far I'm also thinking now that oh you know I think he's bad is, that, is it a
2: comic book character no
1: I, I put Walter White as my number eight I'll accept it. You're like, okay,
2: because oh, I I know he's I know he's listed on quite a few like s- like screen rants has a top ten yeah. anti heroes and I think he's an honorable mention. I know Looper's done a video on it, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna accept I, it because a lot. Of I people, had I think a lot of people agree. With I, yeah, I originally
1: had um, I originally had I, I had Walter White on my list, and then I was like, oh yeah, I should put Jesse on here too. But then then I was kind of like, well, but Jesse's like a lot better than like in terms of like morals, you know. Um but yeah, I, I just love seeing um Walt's development from kind of like this like really kind of just like nice guy to this like kind of a monster basically but
2: yeah. Well, I'll I'll put it this way. Um he's not the these characters aren't on my list, mm-hmm. but they are considered anti heroes mm-hmm. in comic books. Uh Magneto is considered an antihero mm-hmm. even if you're like meh uh, Deathstroke, he's considered an anti-hero. Saying, okay. Like, so, I don't I don't think just because your character's very, very bad, mm-hmm. it makes him only a villain, I right? I mean, he's because, the main protagonist I mean, though, of Breaking
1: Yeah, bad. and he doesn't, he, yeah.
2: he cares about people, mm-hmm. he tries the best to help people. Yeah, true. Um, Even though he's, like, a bad guy and he's selling drugs and all that stuff. <laughs> so I would say definitely okay. anti-hero. You,
1: you made a great case for uh, Walter White.
2: <laughs> um. so my number seven uh this is another one people might not know is lobo oh
0: yeah lobo
2: uh i love lobo um <laughs> obviously i love the people that are higher up on the list because they're higher up on the list yeah. uh lobo is a alien bounty hunter um he's a cr- incredibly awesome he rides like a spaceship version of like a harley um he, where he uses, like, a double-barrel shotgun. He has a chain. He's just really, like... He's almost like Dog the Bounty Hunter as a comic book character. And I'm not a huge fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter, but Lobo is really cool. I really like him. He's gone up against a lot of the known heroes. He's fought Superman. He's fought Batman. He's gone against Green Lantern. He's um, been around for a long time. He knows uh, Superman's father. Um, he... Even calls Bruce Wayne, uh, Thomas Wayne once. And so he's been around and you're like, whoa, like Martian Manhunter doesn't like messing with him. Mm-hmm. Cause he's somehow got some crazy weird situation going on that Martian Manhunter can't even deal with him. So I like Lobo. Don't know how many people are going to know Lobo, but Lobo. <laughs> and I love his name. Like, yeah, Lobo. Lobo. Maybe I'll name my kid that.
1: Lobo. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my number seven is, uh. Also from a TV show, actually. I just noticed I put all the TV people together. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite TV shows ever, 24. I have Jack Bauer um, as number seven. Um, I just... Yeah, I think Kepler Sutherland did such a fantastic job um, in that series. I, I love kind of the original... Um, I think it was like eight seasons of 24. Um, I remember um, back when I was watching it and... I, I I wasn't watching it around the time when it was like airing and everything. I, I watched it all a bit later. And I, so I had all the DVDs. And one of my friends was like, you know, since you really enjoyed 24, you should watch the whole last season, the season eight, in real time and watch them all back to back to back to back to back. And I actually did it. And actually, it was quite <laughs> a lot of fun. I have to admit, I was really tired by then, but it was still pretty, it was still really cool. <laughs>
2: uh i mean i love 24 i think it's a great show mm-hmm. great series and i mean jack bauer is awesome Um, uh, my brother is a huge fan of jack bauer mm-hmm. he actually uh and so is my sister-in-law um they go to MegaCon every year uh-huh. just like i do and i think it was last year the year before they made t-shirts that said jack bauer for president because they were going to meet um they were going to meet him because he so was cool. there <laughs> so they they love he loved the shirt they they like, it was awesome, so... That's awesome. I, I love him as well. I love that show. I, I binge-watched that show myself.
1: Speaking of Megacon, we have to find out when we're going. Uh,
2: Together. I mean, if you want to go all weekend, I'll oh, heck go yeah. all weekend. Let's go all weekend, dude. <laughs> um, and I definitely want to cosplay, but I don't want to cosplay as a comic book character, so... i still have to figure out if I want last. Anyway, you can continue. <laughs> um, so my number six is... He is a graphic novel character, but he's also a movie character, um... Mm-hmm. And he's created one of the most memorable lines that people kind of bring up every year. And it is V from V for Vendetta. Um, I love this character. Hugo Weaving portrayed him in the film. Did a great job. Mm -hmm. Hugo Weaving played Red Skull in Captain America. Um, And obviously the line is, remember, remember the 5th of November. And I just love him. He was great. He was super cool. Skilled in fighting. Very smart. He was always kind of down with the patriarchy and the hierarchy and all the different governments and didn't really like how much control the government had in the comics. Very eight, 1984-esque. Yeah. Um, but I loved him. He was a great character. And uh, he'll probably always be on my top 10 anti-hero list, even if like crazy other characters come out in the future. I, I think V will always make it.
1: Another, uh, I think, movie and graphic novel that we should review on this podcast. Uh,
2: v for Vendetta? Heck yeah. Oh, for sure, for I love sure. Love
1: that one. All right, so my next two uh also kind of go together, like Walt and Jesse did. Uh, I have a couple of video game characters next. Uh, my number six is uh Arthur Morgan from Red Dead Redemption two. Um, okay, f- I love that character. Love uh Roger Clark as uh, Arthur Morgan. I actually met a lot of the cast from Red Dead Redemption at uh MegaCon last year, and so it was really cool meeting them. Uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is one of my favorite games last decade. Um, yeah, Arthur
2: okay, okay. <laughs> Morgan. Um, yeah, I mean we've talked about Red Dead mm-hmm. and Red Dead Redemption Two kind of a bit with the Decade in Review. We've talked about a lot of stuff with Decade <laughs> yeah. in Review, and you'll see a lot of things on here. I think that kind of come back from that. Yeah. Um, I loved Arthur Morgan. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm assuming I know who the other person is on your list. Uh, uh, so we maybe so we can. Do. <laughs> so we could talk about that more when you get to it. Okay. Him. Uh, I loved playing as Arthur Morgan in that, in that game. It was great. He was a super interesting character. Definitely anti-hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, yeah, super memorable character. Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be on my, if, if uh, we ever did a top 10 video mm-hmm. game character list, Arthur Morgan is definitely going to be on that list. Um, or at least an honorable mention.
1: I cried with uh, the ending of Red Dead Redemption 2 because of Arthur Morgan, and I cried in the first game because uh, of... Yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> those endings, man. Those endings. yeah,
2: um, For sure. Uh, but yeah, Red Dead Redemption. I mean, Red Dead Redemption 1 was on my top 10 video yeah. games of the last decade, um, and it just narrowly beat out the second Rock's one. Rockstar
1: knows so. how to make them, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, for sure. granted thought Auto, Red Dead Redemption, all those. They just hate PC players, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, So my number five is obviously another graphic novel character. Um, It's also my favorite character from the movie that he was in, and it's Rorschach. Nice. Um, I love Rorschach. Uh, He's kind of Mm Batman-esque, right? He's a detective. Mm -hmm. He's skilled in combat. Um, Doesn't quite have as much money as Batman. (laughs) Um, But he's super cool. Uh, I think... I definitely don't remember the person who played him in the film, which makes me feel bad. I know he also played... Um, Freddy Krueger in the remake mm-hmm. of Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, but I loved him. I thought he did a great job. Did he is an awesome character? He is part of the Watchmen. Um, uh, for people who don't know, um, he's his name's Rorschach. He's got this cool mask that is a Rorschach like blob, blob, mm-hmm. but it moves and changes with his emotion, which I think is super cool. Um, and I've seen a couple of videos of people making masks that kind of change which is impressive Mm -hmm. because that's awesome um but he is kind he has no real powers he's skilled in combat he's a great detective um he's very violent though Mm -hmm. and he doesn't really like the police and if you haven't read the graphic comic or graphic novel or seen the movie doesn't quite make it through (laughs) so that's my number five
1: cool cool all right so my number five is uh John Marston. I know, people, all people right. were not expecting so that. So I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though he can't swim, we, st- we still love John Marston. Uh, he was like yeah, the man. first, um, uh, aside from Nathan Drake, because I'm a big Uncharted fan too, um, John Marston was like the first video game character that I'm like, I just, I knew. You know, like, aside, you know, aside from Nathan Drake, the obvious ones like Mario and Sonic and all that. Um, I, that was the first time I ever cried in a video game was when he died at the end of Red Dead 1 um yeah i just think all around just a totally phenomenal character and red dead one i think even though i i liked uh the second one a bit more and persona 5 was my uh game of the decade last year i think red dead one is kind of the one that i'm always gonna like hold the closest to me i'm like i just have so many fun memories with that game so yeah john marston uh
2: yeah i mean uh, obviously we kind of just talked about arthur morgan uh John Marston is the character I like more. Because mm. um, like, he's,
1: he's just a good... Like, he is a good guy, right? Like You know yeah. he doesn't want to be part of that world, but he just... He is, you know? And, and it's like he yeah. has to deal with it. So,
2: And I loved seeing him in the sequel. Yeah. And then obviously mm-hmm. I... I was in shock with the end of the first one. Because oh, yeah. I hadn't seen videos of yeah. it. I, I mean, this was way back mm-hmm. in 2010 when it first came out. It wasn't really... I was loved playing video games. I wasn't big into watching people play video games or anything like that. So uh, I stepped out of that barn, ready to kill everybody. Did not go that and, way. And I, <laughs> so. and I
1: was like totally convinced that he was going to come out unscathed, and like you were supposed to just kill everyone. That's totally like yeah, what I thought. I, I honestly thought so too
2: because yeah. you it builds you up to be this like awesome. Right like, gunslinger, sharpshooter, because he has the dead eye, so, and it walks you out in dead eye, so I was like, like, okay, tag, 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 tag." and then it ended super quickly and probably killed, like, 20 people, but at the same time, like, when you watch the cutscene, there's still, like, 80 people standing there, so.
1: And you're kind of just, like, in shock,
2: like, did did,
1: did I really, like, just lose? Like, did John Washington really just, you know, it's, like, it's it's ridiculous.
2: And then you play as Jack, and you're like, wow, I hate (laughs) this game. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, ha- I um, hate Jack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, my number four, uh, he's been played by Sylvester Stallone. He was played by Carl Urban. And I like the Carl Urban version better. It's Judge Dredd. <laughs> um, I love Judge Dredd. Uh, I'm going to say that about every comic book character I ever oh. talk about because I love comics and I love the characters. Uh, I loved Carl Urban's version of him the gritty, never took his helmet off uh, character. And that's kinda of just how he is. He is literally the judge, jury, and executioner. That is what his character is. That is what the judges of the future are. He um much like all of the other, all the characters on an anti-hero list, he, he does the bad things to stop the good the, the bad people, right? Mm-hmm. Like Batman obviously never kills people or he tries not to kill people. Antiheroes don't care, mm-hmm. and Judge Dredd is definitely the definition of that. He immediately decides what your fate is by being the judge and the jury, and then he carries out your execution, and he's just cool, man. Mm-hmm. His whole like mystique never takes his helmet off. You're never really supposed to see his face. Carl Urban's gritty voice in that film fit perfectly for what I've always imagined mm-hmm. Judge Dredd's supposed to sound like. And um, I really wish they would have made a sequel. And if they ever decide to bring Judge Dredd back, I hope they pick Carbon to do it again.
1: I feel like at some point they have to, right? Yep. At some point.
2: So, um, so that is my number four.
1: All right. My number four is I'm going to guess that he's on your list, but that's just a total guess. Uh, I went with Deadpool for my fourth uh, pick uh he's obviously played by ryan reynolds um i think ryan reynolds just owns that character now like it's his character like marvel can't have him anymore it's ryan reynolds um and i (laughs) think uh i do think that now that stan lee is gone rest in peace uh that he has to be the one that cameos in every single marvel movie now like it's like it's it's destiny for him to do that so uh yeah i just think he's just hilarious you you can't help but love deadpool (laughs)
2: um for sure i will tell you he is not on oh my list. interesting um, he's definitely an honorable mention uh-huh. he's in my top 15 because he is Deadpool. yeah uh, he's an iconic character you, you can't I like do a top
1: like anti-heroes list and not have him at least like an honorable mention I, like, it's i'm like...
2: sorry he is an honorable <laughs> yeah. mention he's probably like th- 13 on my list okay um but that's because like i said i'm a big villain yeah, fan yeah. i'm a big anti-hero fan uh my number one probably shouldn't surprise anybody uh, we're not there yet, uh-huh. so I won't talk about it too much more. Yeah. But I'll kind of go into more detail when we do get there. But no, I love Deadpool. Yeah, You're yeah. right, Ryan Reynolds. I feel like just like Hugh Jackman, yeah, embodies that oh, yeah. character. It. I kind of have a love hate relationship with it because when I watch other Ryan Reynolds films, mm-hmm. I just you, see Deadpool. Just, yeah. Like I watched six. I watched Six Underground when it came out, and I was like, he's Deadpool. Yeah. Like that's it's it's Deadpool. <laughs> um, so so, but I do love Deadpool. Yeah. I think he's a great character. He's super funny. He is the Merc with a Mouth. <laughs> um number three my number three i don't know if he's on your list Mm -hmm. this is my he is in books not in comics he also is the main character of a video game and a tv show it's geralt of rivia (laughs) um i love the witcher Mm -hmm. i love the witcher books the the game i love the show we talked about it on decade in review Mm -hmm. uh we talked about it when we did my intro um so He's a great character, Mm -hmm. man. And some people might be like, is he really an anti-hero? Eh, he kills everything. (laughs) So, um, kills monsters, fights humans. Um, he's kind of not the nicest person Mm -hmm. in the world, but some people don't treat him very nicely, Mm -hmm. so they deserve it. Uh, don't really feel like I need to go into too much detail since we've talked about him quite a lot. And, I mean, he's played by Henry Cavill, so what's not to love?
1: So... Unfortunately, Geralt is not on my list just because I actually kind of find him a bit heroic <laughs> for me.
2: <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's a hero; he's the protagonist right, of the story. But, I
1: mean, but... that's just my thing. Like, I, but you gave me credit for Walter White, so I'm going to let you get credit for Geralt. But no, yeah, like I, because I like, was debating on putting him on my list because uh, when it, when it comes to, like just like if if we were just listing top ten characters in general, Geralt's on my list, like one hundred percent. But it's like. I don't know. Maybe it's the way I played him in the game, so I, I don't know. That's just me. But.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, I played him like somebody who was just worried about money. Whatever oh, okay. outcome was going to give me more money, I didn't care if it was the right thing to do or the bad thing to yeah, do. Yeah,
1: I, I, I kind of made him a nice guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I toned him down. Um, my number three is actually, might actually surprise a lot of people, um, especially because he's this high so, on my list,
2: because is it Waluigi? No, I'm just kidding, dude. Can you imagine?
1: He's actually one of my honorable mentions. Actually, though, um, no, that's not true. Um, just because I actually just was introduced to this character quite recently, um, but immediately was kind of like, "Dude, like you're the best. I love you." Uh, he's like my he's my favorite character. In Dragon Ball, I have Vegeta number three on my list, and people are probably like, "What? Like, did it? Like, right, like right. Vegeta's like he's in less top 10? No, yeah, I, I've become like a really big Dragon Ball fan thanks it, to this Kakarot. Oh yeah,
0: okay.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I, I can't wait to do our review on it, but yeah, Vegeta and I, I beat mean, the story and everything like that. Like, I just immediately I was like, "Oh man, like I like this guy more than Goku, man. Like he's hilarious every time he <laughs> opens his mouth." i just i just laugh by i just i just I go crazy because i just find him so funny um but at the same time I, I love his development like um when goku's fighting uh majin buu and vegeta's kind of like dude i'm never gonna surpass you i was kind of like finally you finally realize that you're never gonna surpass goku and i thought it was just awesome um yeah by by far my favorite character in dragon ball and actually he's become one of my favorites um Of all
2: time. I really like Vegeta. For sure, for sure. When we go into like a... When we do a review of like characters and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, we should definitely just have like a top 10 characters. Just in general. Like just anything in general. Um, I agree. Mm -hmm. I love Vegeta. He is one of my favorite Dragon Ball characters. He's not my Mm -hmm. favorite Dragon Ball character. Um, That character is not on this Mm -hmm. list. Um, It is his son. I love Trunks. Trunks. I think Trunks is awesome. I think he's a great character. He's really cool to watch. Um, but I for sure agree. Uh, Vegeta is awesome. He's a great character. He's very interesting. He's intimidating. He's powerful. Um, and seeing his character development throughout Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z was super awesome. And I loved him in Kakarot as well. I've been enjoying that game. Uh, I also beat it. So nice. So that'll be fun to review. Um, <clears throat> my number two, uh, I've talked about him before as well. He is John Constantine. Nice. Uh, I love John Constantine. He is uh, a master of the dark arts. He uh, does exorcism. He communicates with demons. Uh, He's from the Hellblazer comics, so he's another comic book character. He's been in a lot of TV shows. I love the actor who plays him in the TV shows. Uh, I think he does a great job, and I don't really know what else to say Mm. about him. Uh, (laughs) There was a movie about him that Keanu Reeves played him. Um, So, (laughs) I love John Constantine. I like the idea of the fact that he kind of is this embrace he's embraced the dark arts and dark magic and he kind of goes head to head with some of the other magician like uh characters in dc but um yeah he is my number two
1: was he part of the uh, crisis on infinite earths thing
2: he was he uh he came he's he's also a regular occurring or he's a he's a reoccurring character mm-hmm. on, uh, legends of tomorrow. Oh, okay. Um, they talk to him a lot, but he was in crisis on infinite earth. He goes to, he, he goes to meet, um, Tom Ellis's Lucifer. Oh,
0: okay. Um,
2: that's, that's where Tom Ellis's cameo comes nice. in for the show. Um, and it's because, and he knows John Constantine and right. So, but yeah, cool. he's yeah. Great character. And he was there. Yeah. All right.
1: This is crazy. We're at the top two already. Um, so, uh, I was going back and forth between my top two for quite a while, um, and then I was like, okay, how how am I gonna how am I gonna narrow this down? Because I think both actors that portray these characters do phenomenal jobs, and I, I just I, I I do think that both of them are better than their heroic uh, counterparts for me. Um, okay. But the reason why I ended up going with one versus the other, is I think um, one, if if I was, like, if I was in this universe, right, which one would help me out if I was in trouble? And I think my number two <laughs> absolutely would not help me out. He would stab me in the back, and that's why I'm like, Freaking, you can't be my number one, because, you know, you, you wouldn't be nice to me. I went with uh, Tom Hiddleston's version of Loki, um, from okay. the MCU, um, Like I said, I love Tom Hiddleston's portrayal. I love Loki, but if you know, I I think I think we get along. I think we're both pretty mischievous. He he would he would turn me in to Thanos or whatever the second he could, and so that's why I'm like, you know what, I I, you can't be my number one because my number one would, you know, be nice to me. So that's why (laughs) that's why I went with Loki for my second one. It was very tight, but. Yeah, I mean I I like I Will can't wait for the show uh, by the way. I'm excited for the show, <laughs> yeah.
2: man. Um and then Tom Hiddleston does a great job, yeah. so it's understandable. Um so my number one Jesus, we went through this list kind of quickly. <laughs> um if you listened to the intro of Master Brad, you know who this character is. We did a review on the comic book he was introduced in, <laughs> and that is Jason Todd as the Red Hood. Wait, what? Um <laughs> That's <who you> <laughs> I, I love the Red Hood. He's an amazing character. I love his kind of clash with Batman as to what is right and what is wrong, what needs to be done, and what do you not do? What What will I do that makes me better than you? Like, I love that kind of narrative, right? Because as Jason Todd, he was kind of taught by Batman for so long to be this good person to don't kill, do the right thing, but still... Like, make a difference. Be a sign for justice and and truth and all that stuff. And then Jason Todd feels betrayed. Um, He's killed, brought back to life, and he returns and kind of takes on the persona that I will do what you aren't strong enough to do. And he becomes the Red Hood. Uh Skilled in all martial arts, just like Batman. Learned some from the um, League of Assassins um, after he was resurrected. Skilled in all forms of weaponry. He's a great archer. He's a great sharpshooter. Gunslinger. Um, he's trained in, uh, sword fighting, um, all types of edged weapons, blunt weapons. And I think when you go to that extent that you're literally the anti-hero version of Batman, even though Batman's like a vigilante, don't classify him as an anti-hero. When you become the anti-hero version of Batman, I think you are miles above a lot of other anti-heroes. So Red Hood for sure. Yeah.
1: Great pick. I was not surprised. (laughs) Um, Out of curiosity, who are your uh, honorable mentions?
2: Um, So my honorable mentions, like I said, uh, would be um, Jesse Pinkman, uh, Deadpool Mm -hmm. obviously is on there. Deathstroke is also on there. Granted, I mean, Deathstroke's kind of the DC version Mm -hmm. of Deadpool, but he's not as comedic, not as funny. He's just kind of a, like he's, Mm -hmm. he's more like Deadshot, I should say, Um, but he's an assassin, hired gun, hitman. Um, Ghost Rider oh, is yeah. up there as I well. Yeah, Ghost
1: Rider, yeah. It's
2: a pick. Uh, yeah. Um, Waluigi actually is, because I love Waluigi as a character. And I wouldn't say he's really a villain, because I feel like Wario's more of a yeah. villain of Mario. And then because Luigi's not quite as heroic as Mario, Waluigi's not quite as villainous as Wario. So Waluigi actually is on there, which is why I said it.
1: <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> and
2: um, and uh, I think that's all of my runner ups. Um, Oh, and then Magneto. I did have Magneto on there. And, um, oh, what am I doing? And Venom. I had Venom Venom on there as well. (laughs) Venom was one. It was was, um, Venom and like Magneto and Wolverine were kind of the ones that I was like, who do I pick?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I also, I'll do my honorable mentions real quick too before I do my number one. Uh, Magneto, I also have as one of my honorable mentions. Um, I have a uh, Scorpion from Mortal Kombat as one of mine, and then my next two are actually probably the tamest, uh, anti heroes we probably have here. Um, one of which people might, might be like, he's kind of heroic in the later installments of the franchise. That one I'm kind of questionable on is I put Stitch, <laughs> um, which I don't know, he, he's kind of, monstrous in the first movie, so I mean, come on. Um, And then I also put uh, Jack Sparrow um, as my other honorable
2: mention as well. Okay, good. Um, I don't know how to defend Stitch, but I also don't know how to debate it, so I'm going to give it to you. Right, because
1: like, (laughs) Um,
2: yeah. And then Jack Sparrow I can accept as well.
1: Um, My number one um, is actually the only female character I have on here. Um, I went with Harley Quinn, actually, for my number one. Okay. Um, and, yeah, I, like I said, I love, um, I love uh, Tara Strong voicing her. I love uh, Margot Robbie playing her. Um, I just all around think she's just a fun character. Like, I would totally just, like, hang out with her and just, like, let's go do this. But at the same time, going back to the whole Loki thing, if I got into trouble, Harley Quinn would totally, like, try to bail me out. Like, she totally, she totally would go on a killing spree, like, to save me. I'm like, that's why she's number one in front of you, Loki. Um, Yeah, I, I just think she's just an all-around this fun character. I, I love her development from being Joker's, like, you know, kind of, like, useless woman whatever, to being, like, hey, oh, yeah, she's really cool now. And, like, yeah, I dig it. I like Harley Quinn. Yeah, I mean, it's a
2: good yeah. pick um she's a really good character Mm -hmm. um so yeah i mean that's a really good one i uh, i'm not surprised (laughs) i i can say Um, people are probably like wow i can't
1: believe the marvelous marvel guy picked a dc character
2: in front of a marvel character. well i was was kind of (laughs) i was kind of worried because there is a character that i disagree with on lists Mm -hmm. and i know how much you like her so i was like maybe he will pick her and that was uh, Black Widow. A oh, lot of people debate that yeah. Black Widow is an anti-hero. Yeah. Even though I kind of disagree mm-hmm. because her character... You're mostly introduced to her character when she is heroic. part of... Heroic. Yeah. Heroic. Like being heroic and she's kind of turned over a new leaf. Which is why I disagree with her, but yeah. her past exists. So. I, I will admit that. So I that... honestly thought you were going to say uh-huh. Black Widow. But then I was like... Eh, I will honestly I admit that won't. Black
1: Widow was never... Like I didn't even consider her... As an antihero, at okay. all like it's never even popped to mind. So, um, it, we're talking about superheroes now. Well, we'll we'll get to that in the Black Widow uh, episode. <laughs> for sure,
2: we will get to the superheroes. Yeah. <laughs> but,
1: yeah, cool. All right, so I guess we're I guess we're done. That was a fun episode. Yeah, yeah, it was
2: really fun. Um, I know a lot of people are probably gonna like listen to some episodes and be like, "Wow." bradley's really negative about things <laughs> nah, man, you're,
1: you're <laughs> but crazy. i like i
2: said I'm, I'm, i am I'm, an incredibly harsh critic when it comes to yeah. movies um but i do enjoy them yeah, like yeah. that's the thing is like i can sit there and be like i love this film i love watching this film i get goosebumps but at the same time i can go but this is why it's not a great film but, yeah, but i
1: think that's what makes it more of an interesting discussion right because like I mean, I really, I loved a lot about the movie, but I'm glad that you had like these kind of issues with it. So we were able to talk about it. Cause it would have been so boring for like, yeah, we liked it. Okay. Top 10 itchy heroes, <laughs> yeah, you know? Yeah, it was, it was so, great. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah okay. Yeah. And then and we're done. Definitely could have, it, it'll, it'll win all the awards that Endgame didn't. Yeah, right. So
1: <laughs> best costume design <laughs> incoming.
2: Uh, best, uh, I don't know. They have, I mean, they have best, like, cgi right mm. they have best like editing and stuff yeah. like that um
1: well what did what, didn't suicide squad win like best what did that win did oh, it was that makeup it once i thought it was makeup oh, okay. because I of thought it was killer costume, croc no that sounds that sounds more like
2: suicide but i think squad it was makeup because of killer croc yeah because his whole his whole thing is yeah makeup. I, th- I think
1: you're right i think you're right
2: um but it definitely if they had like a best like graphic editing mm. kind of thing like honestly Suicide Squad and Harley Quinn could definitely yeah. win because the, the artistic like intros yeah, yeah. that they do and the like colorful editing mm-hmm. and like kind of making it like comic booky, like That's the so intro to the whole movie
0: yeah.
2: yeah the intro to the whole movie when she's talking about the Joker and her mm-hmm. and how things worked and then splitting up and all that stuff was super interesting to watch super cartoony and awesome and you see Joker and he doesn't look like Jared Leto's Joker mm-hmm. he looks like actual comic book kind of Joker and then she looks like Margot Robbie Harley Quinn, yeah. um, but I thought like that was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I said it before. I love, I love the graphic choices in that in the movie. I thought it was great. I love the intros, mm-hmm. and it was the same thing with Suicide Squad. They did the whole intros that were, sh- and that was a lot of people loved that about Suicide Squad was the eye catching like dead shot. Yeah. and then it would tell you who he was, and it would show you. And I thought they did that with with Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey incredibly well. Side so so note,
1: did you well. stay for the the end credit?
2: Thing. I did. I did stay. for The, uh, the end credit. Oh,
1: uh, it, so, it was pretty funny. I have to admit,
2: it, it was pretty funny. Um, I want to know what she was gonna I say. Know. It's killing because me because it's it starts to sound like she uses the f word. Yeah, but I don't know if it's what she.
1: Uses. If if I ever meet Margot Robbie, I'm gonna ask her.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna ask her if she actually like recorded a full I, I, I'm line. I'm
1: curious to know what her answer would be for that.
2: I wonder if that'll get released or something. If like an if they'll ever if somebody'll ever ask her mm-hmm. if they release if they recorded a full line like, that she actually used or, and if they yeah. just cut it, or
1: if it was like uh, like with an uh, Age of Ultron where like they didn't do the whole Avengers assemble thing, like how they just like recorded Avengers, and then they never.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean like they definitely could have just recorded her saying the whole like. Batman, blah 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 blah, mm. and then started to say that final word, and then just ended it when they like. She said that final word, but they ended it right yeah. there, right? Like they didn't actually finish the entire sentence that she was building up mm. to, um, and like that guy, that could be easily like I could understand that being how they did it, or I can understand them just recording a full sentence and just editing, cutting half of it out. It's like a surprise.
1: I'm gonna add that to my notes. Uh, I have like a, a something on my uh, on my phone with notes of like. Questions to ask famous people if I ever meet them. If you ever meet them, I'm gonna I'm gonna add (laughs) that to my list. Um, That's pretty. Actually, before before we do that, I think we should end the the podcast.
2: Um, For sure. Okay, so uh, you can still don't think we have a line yet. That's right, we don't. Because we we should should start typing it it in, so I at least can read it. Okay, (laughs) we
1: we will actually. Do you want to say like the um like the social media stuff, and then while I write it in. I'll add it to the show
2: notes. Oh, yeah, yeah, We can definitely do okay. that. Um, so, uh, if you want to contact us on social media... Um, Dang it, I can't really say it, because I don't know all of them. Or you can just do yours, and then I'll, like, you know. Okay. Um, if you want to contact me on social media, uh, I'm at LoremasterBrad on Twitter. Um, I'm also Bradley Bean on Facebook, if you do want to ask me questions mm-hmm. on Facebook. Um, and I'm Bradley for real on Instagram. I do post comic book stuff there and video game stuff. So if you guys ever want to see kind of what I do, that works as well.
1: Um, I'm, uh, at Leshes more on, uh, Twitter and Instagram. If you want to follow me there, uh, Josh, who is not here this episode, uh, hopefully we'll be back soon, um, is, uh, at Joshua comics. okay. okay. And I have finished typing the wait. Okay, I've typed I've typed it in the show notes. Um and then you can reach out to us on Facebook, YouTube, BitChute if you just search the comic and culture cast. Uh next episode is Sonic the Hedgehog. So I'm gonna go watch it. We're recording this on February fifteenth, so Sonic is out already. I'm gonna watch it tomorrow. So actually yeah, I'm actually quite looking forward to it. Originally I wasn't gonna watch it, but now like I'm kind I'm kind of excited. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm a huge Sonic fan, um, and when I saw the first trailer, I was kind of like, I don't know, and I love Jim Carrey, so I was like, I like Jim Carrey, but I think just because of the fact that they went to the lengths of re-editing yeah, the design, for that. I, I definitely give them props, and I definitely am going to go see yeah. it. Uh, we talked about this before that I was going to go see it. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, so make sure you uh, s- stay tuned, because so, we're going to be talking Sonic for you guys. Um, I guess that's it. Now, do, you, do you see the line in there? Yes, okay. I do see that. <laughs> so whenever
2: you're ready. All right. Wailing Wolffish, Aquaman. We're reached the end of the podcast. Well, that's
1: just too bad, Aqualad. I guess we'll have to wait until uh, next episode for Sonic the Hedgehog. Hail Hydra. All my friends are heathens, take it slow.
0: Wait for them to ask you who you know. i yeah. yeah.